Hello, welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, hosted by me, Jack Perks. Professionally, I'm a wildlife cameraman, but I dabble in podcasting, and each Tuesday we release an episode as I have a chat with scientists, artists, filmmakers, and passionate people all about nature in a light-hearted and certainly not serious way. Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Jack Perks, and welcome to the last episode of 2022. Now, this week, I'm joined by Sean McCormack. He's a vet, wildlife presenter, conservationist, and naturalist. And we're going to be talking all about ear cropping in dogs. Now, this might seem a bit of a left-field topic for the Nature podcast. However, it is no secret that I'm utterly obsessed with dogs. Love them all my life. I've got two dashings myself always loved dogs so any excuse to talk about them and I've been seeing the work that Sean has been doing particularly on Instagram to highlight and call out this horrific practice in dogs. We're going to go into way more detail in it but if you're not familiar with what ear cropping is it's basically where you pin a dog's ears so they look pointy. The classic example being a Doberman. Naturally Dobermans have floppy ears but when you crop them they've got pointy ears and it's a horrific and cruel practice, and we're going to go into way more detail about this later in the podcast. Now, if you'd like to support the podcast, this is your last chance for this year, and you can do so via buymeacoffee.com. There's a link in the description. You can donate whatever you can afford to that. Helps the podcast out, and we're trying to save up for a new microphone at the minute, so if you can donate towards that, that is greatly appreciated. Now on to today's guest. Sean is a prolific broadcaster. He's been on all kinds of programs. He also hosts his own podcast, which is called Sean's Wildlife, which is well worth checking out. He's written for and been quoted in lots of publications like The Guardian, Sunday Times, Huffington Post, you name it, Sean's probably written for it. And he's also got a YouTube channel called Ealing Wildlife Group. So it's pretty prolific. Sean gets around a fair amount. And that's, I say, as I kind of came across Sean, was through social media, seeing all the stuff that he puts out on Instagram about this topic, which really caught my attention because I knew it was a bad thing, but I didn't quite realise how bad and horrific this practice was. So, without further ado, here's our chat. Well, welcome to the podcast, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jack. It's great to actually finally kind of meet in person <laughs> yeah it's a meeting of sorts isn't it i mean yeah i've been following you on social media for ages now so this is a nice excuse to to have a natter and obviously more recently you've been talking about this topic of uh, celebrities cropping dogs ears my my difficulty with this is the theme of this season's podcast is rivers so i'm struggling to connect celebrity ear cropping with rivers but i'm sure that you've visited a river or two in your time I sure have. Yeah, there yeah, we absolutely. go. That's the connection. Well, <laughs> love me a river. Love me a river. <laughs> so if any, if any listeners are sticklers for, hang on a minute, this wasn't to do with the theme. Sean has confirmed that he's visited a river. So we're all I good. mean, 
if you want, I can tell a river anecdote that happened recently. But go on then. Let's let's start off with that. Give us a river. Shall, shall I? <laughs> yeah. Why well, not? I was I was kind of bluffing, but I can actually. Oh, of course. <laughs> there was don't, some. Don't play poker with me, Sean. I'll get you. <laughs> oh, no, I can give. I can do it. I can do it. I recently set a trail camera for Kingfishers on my local river in London, the Brent, ah. and um, I got some good footage with a trail cam and a macro lens, but not quite good enough. So I went back, like you, uh, you know, one had to be perfection with nailing the shot and um i put it out again and measured the distance from the macro lens to the bamboo cane that i stuck in the river and i thought i'm gonna get the perfect shot now kingfishers and then when i was at work somewhere else the river went in flood because we had lashings of rain i thought all was lost but i got the trail camera back from a litter picker about six weeks later and the footage was stunning oh well done that's good good for them to not pocket it as well uh, I was a guy I know and I put ah, out okay. on social media and okay. he was like, I'm okay. pretty sure this is Sean. So yeah, okay. we got it back and we got some good Kingfisher footage. Oh, so awesome. there's, my river, there's my river theme for you. There we go. We're on brand. <laughs> We're certainly on brand. Well, let's talk about today's um, topic. So for listeners who maybe aren't aware of this uh, and don't know about it, what, what is ear cropping in, in dogs then? Yeah, so um, it's a traditional surgery that's done to dogs basically to remove the floppy part of their ear um and give them a kind of more erect um look where the kind of tough kind of rigid cartilage at the base of the ear stands up in certain breeds it's very pronounced and very obvious things like dobermans where you see these pointy up ears really really erect and uh in other breeds not so obvious where it's just like little short stumpy ears left behind but the tradition uh, comes from two reasons I suppose one is um some of the breeds like some of the bull breeds and mastiffs and things that were used for fighting back in the day they would take off the the loose floppy parts of the ear because they would get ripped in fighting so there was a function behind it back in the day when dog fighting was legal and popular um in other breeds like the kind of security type breeds or protection type breeds like Dobermans and stuff it really was to give them an intimidating look and make them look more fierce and aggressive. Right. Um, and we still see those kind of two main sort of groups of dogs where it's being done today. The problem is it's legal in some countries, including the USA. And I think if you talk to a lot of people about, you know, Dobermans, they just think that that erect ear look is normal for a Doberman. They don't realize actually that's cosmetic surgery that's done to the floppy ear to make it look like that. So you know we're global now and the internet has a lot to answer for and social media does people are seeing this look and liking the look and it's becoming kind of glamorized by celebrities in popular culture and it's yeah. coming cropping it's coming over here again even though it's illegal here because obviously i guess it can get confusing for the general public because you see breeds like a german shepherd or a french bulldog which kind of have that sort of look naturally and then you've got breeds like say dobermans and pit bulls which would naturally have floppy ears so you can understand how someone who, who doesn't know anything would would not realize that it's not natural absolutely yeah and the look is so popular you know with dobermans for example you know, all of the doberman imagery you see coming from the states is cropped and tail docked well, dobermans yeah. as well they all look like that spiky look yeah. so yeah it's normalized and i talk i'd say 50 percent of the people i talk to about this who aren't really kind of up to speed on it are like oh i i thought those ears were normally like that you know so um it is something that's kind of i guess goes under the radar a lot but we're seeing it more and more in the uk and it's becoming a really worrying welfare trend you know 
So, yeah, it's interesting you point that out then. So how, how does it affect the dogs? I mean, why, why, why is it a problem, I suppose? Again, like if you don't know about it, but, oh, what's the harm in, you know, doing that to the dog? So why, why is it an issue? Yeah, well, um, it's illegal uh, in this country on cruelty grounds. So the reason it is illegal, it's called a, a mutilation. Mm. Um, and a mutilation is defined as cosmetic surgery, removing functional tissue from an animal for aesthetic reasons. So, um, you know, certain things, certain surgeries, elective surgeries are ones we choose for our pets are allowed because they're promoting welfare, they're preventing disease, you know, I think I'm talking about neutering um, in particular, you know, we're allowed to do these things because they have benefit for the animal, for the animal as an individual, for the animal as a population. Mutilations are a totally different category. Basically, it's things like chopping off your dog's tail because you think that looks better, chopping off your dog's ears because you think it looks better. In the US, debarking, they actually remove the vocal cords of dogs that are barking oh too much God. to solve that problem. Um, declawing cats because they're damaging your furniture. We would consider that in the UK a mutilation. It's not valid. It's not, you know. Are you not allowed um, to declaw cats? <laughs> not in the UK. No. no. So unless it's for me- medical reasons. Oh, OK. Is that am I confusing this with trimming your cat's claws and completely removing them? Yeah, so trimming them oh, okay. is fine. You can okay. trim your cat's claws, but um, declawing is basically removing the bottom digit of your your. I'm with cat's okay. Toe, oh, okay. Um, to to remove the entire claw and last digit. Okay. So the these things are cruel, basically. Um, yeah. They're they're unnecessary. Um, they are purely done. If people were very honest about it, they are purely done for either maintaining tradition or because you like the look of them. There's no medical benefits, there's no welfare benefits for the animal. And basically what it involves is it's surgery, right? So it's chopping off um, this healthy functional tissue. It's then all of the pain that goes along with that uh, during and after surgery. As a vet, you know, we control pain in, in surgeries, but we can't eliminate it. For a surgery by its nature is painful. We then have risks involved in going under anaesthetic for this if the animal's lucky enough to get an anaesthetic and pain relief. Um, We have post-op infection. We have, especially with the breeds like Dobermans, where they want to have this erect pointy-eared look, they then then do a a thing called taping and splinting and posting of the ears. So they basically splint them in an erect position and bandage them and tie them together and keep them bandaged for weeks, if not months on end, in order to get the ears to stay upright. So the dog has to endure the discomfort of bandaging, bandage changes, um, you know, and the the ears being kind of splinted up in that position to get that desired look. So it's it's crazy lengths that we're going to and putting animals through something for basically fashion cosmetics yeah, for an accessory an accessory exactly or a status symbol or yeah you know i want my dogs to look tough like they do in america so therefore i'm going to do this to them and i guess the big issue is because it's illegal here people are getting around it by either importing dogs that have already been done elsewhere we don't know under what conditions or some absolutely dodgy breeders and uh, dealers are doing it behind closed doors to dogs probably without anesthetic without pain relief Right. And what actually in the UK you suspect in, in the UK. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. What what age does this happen? Like does it have to do they have to do this when the dogs are young or do they do it when the, or does, it, does it not matter? They generally do it to entire litters of puppies. Yeah. Um, you know, before sometimes before they're weaned, you know, breeders are basically using a scalpel 
or scissors and cutting the floppy part of the puppy's ears off Jesus. and, uh, you know, allowing them to heal with mum, basically. Um, what we're not seeing, we're not seeing kind of the tip of the iceberg is the dogs, you know, on the street in the UK now that are done and we suspect have been done here in the UK illegally. Um, not all of them are imported by any means, especially no. when we look at the bully breeds and things. Some of the very expensive protection dogs that are being imported from Europe, yes, those ones have been done elsewhere, sometimes illegally, sometimes legally, but we're definitely seeing way more dogs um, with cropped ears that are not imported. So therefore they've been done behind closed doors and we're not gonna see the butchery that goes on. We're not gonna see the consequences when it goes wrong. A few times we have, there was an awful shocking story which led to prosecution of um, a puppy like dumped in a skip with horrific infected ear stumps left behind and they killed it and, and dumped it in a skip Jesus. in order to avoid going to the vet. So yeah. there's a huge there's a huge behind closed doors welfare issue going on here with this. What's the consequences? So say if um, someone is found to be doing this to a dog, like presumably, I, I don't know, would it be would prison or, or fine? It is or... Impri imprisonment, fines or and or ban from keeping animals, yeah. keeping animals, things like that as well. So, yeah, right um, so. I think the person who sold, um, and there's lots of high profile celebrities who've bought into this look, knowingly or unknowingly, um, the singer Leanne from Little Mix has one of these dogs, a, a kind of um, bully breed, XL really? bully, and her supplier of the dog has been prosecuted and um, been imprisoned for... Um, Was that a UK-based supplier? UK-based supplier, um, they proved that he was uh, cropping dogs' ears here in the UK illegally, so he's been um, fined or imprisoned, I'm not sure which. So you mentioned the, I mean, not that I'm particularly up on current uh, celebrity culture, but you mentioned Leanne from Little Mix. So is there any other celebs that we can name and shame? Was there anyone who's who's particularly bought into this? Yeah, look, I think a lot of people um, would disagree with me when I say I'm not up for a witch hunt because no, okay. I, I have, I know I have spoken out when celebs, you know, do this. I have spoken out and been extremely vocal and some would say um, a little bit too harsh on social media about it. But I think the only way that we're going to actually shift the culture around this is to call out celebs and say what you've done you may not have taken the ears off this dog yourself. You may not even have known this was an issue, but you parading this dog and glamorizing mm. this look on social media is causing a real problem. So we're seeing, you know, a few musicians, sports people, footballers in particular, buying these dogs because a lot of the dogs they're buying are as protection dogs. Right. They're expensive. By flaunting them on social media, they're saying, A, I'm wealthy. B, I'm, you know, rich enough and have a, you know, amazing house and, and so cars and things to need to need a protection dog. And I can afford one because mm -hmm. they're like 20 grand to import one from Serbia, top trained protection Doberman. So it is a status thing and it's a showing off thing. So therefore, I and many other vets and animal welfare people are going to call it out and say, this is shallow, vacuous celebrity fad that really needs to stop. And um, this look is not something that's desirable whatsoever. And people need to recognize the torment and the cruelty and, and um, pain that dogs go through to achieve this look, you know? Do you think it's a case with a lot of these celebrities that it's ignorance? They just don't realize what's happening or, or is it more sinister than that? I do think there's a level of ignorance involved. Mm. And, um, you know, although I've called out, you know, some celebrities on social media and things, I think there is a level of 
being told by the breeder or importer of some of these dogs that these dogs are top notch, amazing genetics, um, incredible. You can't get them here. They just so happen to have cropped ears because that's legal in that country. They're obviously playing it down. You know, I've said to people, do you think that the best source of info on these dogs and what they go through is the person charging you £20,000 to have one? Probably not, because that's going to affect their bottom line. And, you know, these people are kind of touting lots of dubious information and, and myths around why ear cropping is done, saying, you know, it helps a protection dog do their job better. They can hear better. Uh, mm. they, it prevents them getting ear infections, like all kinds of things that sound legitimate to someone who's not really in the know. So, yeah, I think there is a level of just kind of ignorance or being kind of brainwashed or, or convinced. But I think we have to speak out on it and we have to get celebs to go, Actually, you know, I heard that my football teammate had a real backlash on this and I'm not going to fall for it or I'm going to do my research first, because I think if they did their research, they'd realise why it's banned here and they wouldn't um, support it. Yeah. And as you said earlier, there, there's no benefits or all, all that's horseshit, essentially, isn't it? Like, here, here, better and cleaner. There's no no benefit. Well, I mean, some of the excuses we've heard are absolutely ridiculous. There was one that um, came up where this girl ran out of excuses basically from another vet who I know who was talking to her about it. And she said, well, actually, um, she put out to her followers, um, actually Doberman suffer with a condition of the cartilage in their ears. And if they're not chopped off, they can get uh, developed brain tumors from um, these tumors of the ears that go into their brain. It's like, what? So really, <laughs> really clutching at straws. But the ear infection thing is like, um, could your dog get damage to the pinna or the floppy part of its ear? Yeah, it could um, if it's shaking its head or has an ear infection. But I say like that's like saying chop off your toddler's fingers in case they get they got caught in the door. If they think their fingers aren't there, sure, they can't ever get damaged for the rest of your child's life. But they kind of need their fingers. And it's not justified to chop off all toddlers fingers. No, to prevent not yet. Accidents no, to fingers. No, no. <laughs> um, the ear infection thing as well, I say, you know, if really we want to kind of reduce the risk of ear infections, we'd be cutting off Cocker Spaniel's ears that are, you know, too long and actually cause ear infections. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So none, none of the logic or the excuses stand up. And I think, again, it's it's a pseudo criminal operation that are getting around this legal loophole to bring in these dogs that they're deeming to be really desirable and amazing and then basically selling them at a huge profit. And then that's the protection dog side, but the bully culture, bully breed culture side is totally different. I would say a fraction of those dogs you're seeing on the street are actually imported. Most of them have been done illegally mm-hmm. here. And yeah. and that's and that's again like a bravado thing, do you think? Or is it actually like they want to they want to fight them? No, well, dog fighting occasionally happens, but that's not the reason. No, it's, it's uh, more okay. It's bravado culture. Okay. It's um quite literally look at me and my dog is billy big bollocks yeah <laughs> and it's coming from again u.s culture hip-hop culture yeah and um, yeah. breeding these dogs and putting massive chains on them and breeding them to be these incredibly top heavy muscular dogs mm. that almost look like they're on steroids and look extremely intimidating and look more intimidating when they've got their little spiky ears basically yeah my, it's, yeah. A cult- it's a culture thing it's terrible, isn't it? My my neighbour's got like a, a pit bull cross thing and it, it is absolutely hench. Obviously, it's got normal floppy ears. I mean, it's soft as shit, 
Like if you go outside, it just they're wants lovely to... does. Oh, they're yeah. fantastic. You know, it, it licks you and it's it's absolutely lovely. But if you didn't, it's one of those things, I guess it's uh, people see those dogs and almost want to cross the street. But it's such yeah. a shame because they're lovely breeds. A lot of these big dogs are, but they just get this this bad rap. And obviously ear cropping is, is not going to help with perceptions of them, is it? No, it's not. It's not. I was in Wales last week at Cardiff Dogs Home and... They're just getting so many um, of these bully breeds in XL bullies and micro bullies as well. And they're getting them dumped because they're just churning out several litters of pups and then they're dumping them on at the shelter. And mm -hmm. some of them have really had their ears like butchered and done very, very badly. And then they're difficult to rehome. Sweetest, loveliest little dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, really, you know, wanting to please and, and um, lovely with people you know, they've got a reputation and and if they come from effectively criminal outfits that are mutilating them for a look and selling selling the puppies and, and breeding litter after litter, people don't want to take the risk of rehoming those dogs because they don't know what their background is or no, which is such a such a shame. You've mentioned Dobermans and, and kind of bully breeds. Are they the kind of main two or does it does it happen with other breeds as well? It does happen with other breeds um, as part of the breed standard in the US with the, the US Kennel Club, um, which has a lot to answer for. Yeah. Um, it's actually part of the tradition of several breeds. So and it's actually called for in the show ring in several breeds as well as the breed standard that they have to be. Oh, so they actually encourage it. The Kennel Club in America encourages wow, it. Okay. So it's part of the preserving the tradition of the breed, mm. which is bonkers. Um, but basically Great Danes, Boxers, um, Schnauzers, Giant and Mini Schnauzers, um, and some other breeds, um, some of the Mastiffs, things like Cane Corso, so the Italian Mastiff, um, that's often used as a kind of status or protection dog over here now. We're seeing them imported with yeah. craft ears as well. Wow. So yeah, it's across a wide variety of a wider variety of breeds in the US than here. Yeah. But the main the main kind of tribes we're seeing here are your Doberman and Cane Corso as protection dogs, very expensive, probably imported, and a few copycats. And then a huge culture in the kind of bull breed community, which right. is ma mainly being done behind closed doors, I would say. And is it more common? I mean, you mentioned the US and I think Russia's the other one, but are do most countries they just outright ban it? It's illegal. It's most in most countries in Europe, it's it's right. real as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're coming in from Serbia, from Russia, right? Um, and things like that. And um, we also we don't know how they're being done over there. We just mm. because it's legal in their country of origin doesn't mean it's done well, doesn't mean the welfare no, of course is not. taken care of. Um, we just don't know. But basically, there's a lot of people profiteering from this now. So if people want to find out more about air cropping, I mean, I guess. <laughs> It's not a subject, you know, like reading in an afternoon, but if maybe they're no. kind of concerned or they want to help in some way, what what can what can Joe Public do? Yeah, so the big thing that we're trying to get done, so I've been helping kind of campaign on this for quite a while now. Um, what we want really is to close that legal loophole yeah. and prevent dogs being, you know, mutilated behind closed doors here because the, the legal import thing is just a smokescreen um, for people to get away with doing it here. So we're trying to get Parliament and um, government to to look at this. Uh, obviously, the last few weeks or months have been a bit um, up 
in the air, government-wise. Yeah, it's been chaos. <laughs> yeah, so animal welfare, unfortunately, has fallen to the bottom of the list, but a group called the FOAL Group, Focus on Animal Law, F-O-A-L, and group are probably a good place to start. The British Veterinary Association, the BVA, also have produced lots of information on this. Um, I've got some highlighted reels or highlighted stories on my Instagram about it and kind of explaining it and showing some of the celebrity um, kind of culture around it. Um, but basically, we're asking Parliament to hear um, what's called a kept animals bill. Mm-hmm. So it's a new bill that covers various areas of animal welfare that are lacking in our current legislation, including live exports of farm animals and um, keeping primates as pets and closing this legal importation of mutilated dogs. If it's rescue, people say, what if what about rescue dogs? What if people are bringing in rescue yeah. dogs? There will be exemptions and common sense things if you have a dog that's already been cropped. We're not saying those dogs all have to go. Like that's not it at all. It's about preventing dogs in future being butchered behind closed doors. Um, So that has um, been heard twice. There's obviously complex um, issues in the bill. It's been heard twice, it's had revisions and it was due back for a third hearing and probably passing, unfortunately, on the day of the Queen's funeral. So it got cancelled again. Yeah. And then in the weeks that have ensued, as you say, Westminster has been in chaos. So we have no date on when that's going to happen. But there is a petition that you can get through the full group. And uh, it's just reached 100,000 signatures. But we'd like people to keep adding to it, keep sharing it and put pressure on the government to finally close this loophole and get this stopped. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Has there been a rise then? Like, is, is it is it something is it just that we're noticing it more or is it actually increasing? It's increasing massively. Really? So the RSPCA estimated a 621% increase from 2018 to last year, Jesus, wow. something like that. So it's gone up absolutely massively um, in the last few years, especially. And part of it, again, is just it's driven by social media culture mm. and, and glamorizing it. So I think between um, who was it between Kendall and Kylie Jenner, <laughs> who have uh, a large following, um, and a couple of footballers and Leanne from Little Mix and a few mm. kind of of the most recent high profile people. It was something like over 650 million followers between them. And they've they've been posting these dogs. So, yeah. you know, you're getting an audience that basically are like, oh, I idolize and glamorize anything you do. Um, you see it in the comments when they are called out. It's like, he didn't crop the dog's ears. It wasn't his fault. He's rescued it. He's adopted it, you know she she's given this dog a lovely home it's like okay but people have to take some responsibility for the fact that they're still churning out images of these dogs and they're glamorizing it and and most people won't connect with you know the the hidden message behind it they'll just go oh that's a cool looking dog i want one you know so um i think yeah need to be more responsible in, in kind of using dogs on social media yeah no definitely have have any have any sort of recognised it and gone, oh, I, you know, you mentioned earlier, a lot of them are kind of ignorant to it. And they're like, oh, I didn't realise this. And then, I don't know, it's a hard thing, isn't it? I guess because if it's their pet, they like you mentioned, they're hardly going to want to give them up. But at the same time, you don't want to glamorise this, this horrific mutilation. So yeah. has, has it gone yeah. through to any of them? Um, it's got through to them when it's attracted bad PR. Yeah, um, you know, or their agent has gone, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's formulate a response. So a few examples. I mean, um, two footballers recently, James Madison and um, Jesse Lingard, 
both had them and posted about them on the same day. There was a lot of backlash. It is good to see there is more, there are more negative comments appearing or challenging yeah. comments appearing whenever anyone does this. So they, um, I think, did either of them do anything? Not much, basically. Um, the one before that was Joey Essex, which was quite an interesting one. Yes, yeah, I saw, I was following that. He put up a, a Doberman with cropped ears and said, you know, welcome to new member of the family and put a little devil emoji with spiky horns on. And, you know, there was huge backlash and it got picked up in the media. And he actually went back on it and said, um, I'm actually giving the dog back. I realize this isn't a responsible decision oh, okay. um, for me as an animal lover. He had been photographed with the dog over weeks and weeks. So, you know, it wasn't he said I was adopting it from a friend or from family or something. It's like unlikely but yeah. who knows allegedly yeah, yeah um but he decided to um send the dog back and he got even more backlash for that but you know at least he said he didn't want to be representing yes. ear cropping yeah, or yeah, yeah. owner of an ear crop dog now that he knew and he said he was ignorant too he didn't know what was going on other people you know um athletes <laughs> Marcus Rashford has one um, and for all the good he's done it's quite disappointing then to see him with that Nicola Adams you know Olympian she has one and posts about it on social media and it's like what we're asking as vets and and animal welfare people is love your dog keep your dog give them a wonderful home but please just don't post them on social media anymore Mm. we just don't need this trend to you know fuel to the fire by by you know, highly esteemed athletes and celebrities basically saying, look at my cool dog. It's not, it's not big. It's not clever. It doesn't look good. It doesn't do anything for the dog's welfare. I would argue it makes you look like a bit of an idiot. So please stop. <laughs> no, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic what you're doing, Sean, because yeah, it's, it's, it's innocent enough to the public who don't realize how that dog got there to that point. So they're like, Oh, it's just, that's how that, they think that's how that dog looks or, Oh, it's not a big deal when actually it's it's quite a horrific uh, ordeal for them. So I think keep keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic to kind of champion these animals that sadly don't have a voice without people like yourself. So keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's something I'm quite passionate about. I just think it's it's so unnecessary, you know, and um, it's just like, I don't know, it just feeds into this more and more vacuous culture of like, our consequences have actions folks like yeah we're meant to, we're meant to be a nation of dog lovers but we're basically allowing this to go on behind yeah. closed doors and to get more and more popular it's like where what direction of travel are we in you know yeah it's like we're going backwards no exactly exactly it's 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 a real shame before we before we head off you you've also got a podcast haven't you if you want to i do and i've been meaning to get you on for quite a while so we might have to do oh really well. oh yeah well, more, yeah, more yeah, than... yeah. More than happy to, yeah. Yeah, sure. So it's called Sean's Wildlife, and um, it's in its fifth season now. I've kind of slowed down a little bit recently. Oh, congratulations. But, um, wow. Thank you, yeah. Um, I started it before um, the pandemic and lockdown and um, recorded a couple of episodes and never got around to editing them. And uh, the the original premise was Ramblings in Nature um, with Sean McCormick. So I'd bring a guest out and we'd go off somewhere and have a chat and have a talk. Um, and then lockdown happened and obviously... <laughs> a little bit harder a <laughs> little bit indoors and confined so I decided well look no better time to do a podcast so I started getting guests on um every week on a Monday evening and doing a zoom call like we're doing now and uh, racking up the episode so it's mainly around conservation nature and rewilding um there's a few 
kind of more veterinary related topics and welfare topics in there as well. Fantastic. Is that um, just where, wherever people listen to the podcast will be able to find that? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say on all podcast yeah. platforms. So <laughs> it's yeah. on um, it's on Acast and it's on Spotify, iTunes and most podcast apps, basically Sean's Wildlife. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely go check that out. But no, look, really appreciate you appreciate appreciate <laughs> you coming on and highlighting uh Perhaps a slightly downer issue, but you've got to talk about these things. It can't be all chipper and chip all the time. We need to kind of highlight some of these things that are unfortunately going on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's um, a lot of doom and gloom at the moment, but um, dogs are putting a smile on our our faces all the time. So it's kind of we owe them, you know, a little bit of advocacy and and a bit of a fight um, with this. Yeah, the amount of joy that those little fluff balls bring. Have you got a dog? Have you got a dog, by the way, or? Sadly not. No, Maybe I was not. talking to my colleague. I I kind of hummed and hawed. Is it the right time? Is it the right time? But I live in a flat in London and I'm quite busy. And I'm like, it's not the right time. No, that's that's fair enough. I've just well, literally I work with dogs. I literally four days ago have just got a puppy, uh, puppy dashing. Oh yeah, little uh, short haired mini. Uh, oh yeah. Dashing. So we've already got one long haired mini. And now we've yeah. got a, an, another short here. So that's... Um, so it's chaos your end as well. Yeah, right? it's quite nice <laughs> to come up to the office for an hour and get her... Because she's, she's lovely, but she's just all over me and, and you know, thinks my beard's a chew toy and um, yeah. is, is chaos. So, yeah, that's um, it's lovely to have a puppy, but I'm also remembering maybe why I should have not had a puppy. <laughs> but no, she's great. She's lovely. She's a little... It's little a lot tired. of work. Congrats. <laughs> it is It is a lot of work. But no, she, she is lovely and it's great to, to have another dog in the house. So I've never had two yeah, dogs before. Yeah. So they're kind of bouncing off each other, which is fun. Ah, it's good. We we always had two dogs um, or we had two dogs growing up and it was definitely good for them. But um, yeah, no, I get all the fun of working with dogs every day and um, borrowing my friend's dogs when they go on holiday and then being able to hand them back, which is That's great. It, yeah. <laughs> All the all the rewards, none of the minuses. I'm like the cool uncle, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the doggy uncle. Exactly, exactly. That's what it needs to be. Well, look, buddy, uh, appreciate you coming on, and I'll uh, see you at some point. That sure. was sure. No problem. Yeah, nice one, He's Jack. Thanks. Incredibly keen to promote this topic and and try and educate people as to the the problems that it has. I try and keep the podcast relatively light, but it's hard to joke about mutilating dogs. So something that hopefully has made you all a little bit wiser and learn how to avoid it if you are looking to get a dog and not kind of feed this this practice. Now, if you're looking to follow the podcast, we are on Instagram at, at FishTwitcher. That's my Instagram anyway. And we're also on Twitter at TitBearded and Facebook, the Bearded Tits Podcast. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter on Jack Perk's photo for Twitter. I had to think then and on Facebook, Jack Perks Wildlife Media. Now, I'm thinking of doing something a little bit different for an upcoming podcast, and I'm interested to see if people would want to take part in this, but I want to do a Q&A. So if you've got any questions at all, it can be about the podcast, it can be about wildlife filmmaking, wildlife presenting, it can be anything that you want to know that you think I might have the answer for, then I would like people to send in a voice message and you can record this on your phone or your laptop. And all I want to know is who you are, where you are, and your question. You can send more than one question if you want to. And I will then play that in that episode. I'm hoping that I get enough to do a full episode of just Q&As. If I only get one or two, I'll just tag it on to the end of, of another episode. But if you've got a question, then record it, as I say, on your phone, your laptop, send it in to me, 
and I will read it out and do a kind of a more interactive Q&A. The best thing to do, I would say, is either DM me on, uh, slide into my DMs on Instagram, um, or just message me on social media and I can give you my email. Um, I just mean, I, I guess I can say it out loud because I don't like to give my email out, but I mean, it's it's widely available, which is jackperksphotography at hotmail.co.uk. I don't think that I should get spammed too hard from that, but you can send it directly to that or just slide into my DMs. I hate, I hate saying that. And, um, and you can ping me the message. But yeah, I think that'd be a kind of fun and interactive way to do Q&As. So I'll wait for a few of them to build up and then I'll read them out in an upcoming episode. But whatever you want to know, I will try and answer that for you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. This has been the Bearded Tits Podcast. I've been your host, Jack Perks, and I will see you next Tuesday. Cheers. <laughs>